Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I've got lots of reasons to be cheerful today. It's our third birthday this weekend. That probably makes most of you older than our podcast. We started it when a lot of children here in the UK and other parts of the world were not going to school because of COVID. And we thought it might be helpful to share some of the stories that we love. We didn't realise how many fans of traditional tales there were in the world. Thanks to you and your love of stories, what started as a very small idea with me and Super Great David has grown bigger and bigger and suddenly we've been going for three long years and we've had over 11 million downloads. It's still just me and David oh, and Story Owl now. And we've got to know lots of lovely storytellers along the way. yippity doo da day We'd like to thank all of you who like listening to our stories, our super great storytellers, and particularly those of you owlets and your grown-ups who help to keep our podcast bobbing along by subscribing. And another reason to be cheerful is that we have a new storyteller to introduce today. Her name is Wendy Shearer. Our theme is How and Why Stories, and Wendy is going to tell you a story from West Africa about how the leopard got its spots. I wonder what story you'd tell if you were telling a how and why story. Would you tell one you've heard on our podcast, like How the Stars Got Into the Sky or How the Rainbow Became? Or would you make up your own story about how the sloth got to be so slow or how Coyote got his howl. Have a little think about that while we have a quick advert for the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Did you come up with an animal which you'd tell a how and why story about? Maybe a shark or a wolf or even a guinea pig? Right, shall we have our story and discover how the leopard got its spots? Ready? Let's give a warm welcome to Wendy Shearer. Hello, super great kids. My name is Wendy and I am a storyteller and a writer. I have a fantastic tale to tell you from the Ashanti people of Ghana in West Africa. This is the story of why the leopard has spots. So please get comfortable and we will begin. There once was a time when Leopard had no spots. His fur was many shades of chestnut brown, which helped him to blend into the colours of the forest. He would silently come and go without being noticed, and Leopard loved his cloak of invisibility. One day, there was a lot of excitement in the air. It was the day of the Harvest Festival, 
where all the animals gather together in the middle of the forest to celebrate and share food. Many of the animals had been wise, carefully storing up food all through the year, ready for the harvest. But Leopard had been lazy and just let others do the work. The festival began with a long procession into the forest because that's where the feast was going to be held. All of the animals were marching and singing and dancing their way into the forest. The baboons were banging their chests and singing, Can you do that, everyone? The zebras were shaking their manes and barking, Woof, woof, woof! And Leopard, well, he was sulking and quietly walking behind, bringing up the rear of the procession. You see, he did not feel like singing and he certainly wasn't in the mood for dancing. In fact, all he wanted to do was eat. He was hungry and getting impatient. Oh, I wish those animals would just hurry up instead of stopping to dance every minute, he complained to himself. Everyone else was feeling great and having a wild time. Monkey was riding on the elephant's back and trying to get everyone to sing and do a call and response. When I say yay, you say ya. Let's sing with Monkey. Here we go. When I say yay, you say ya. Yay, ya. Yay, ya. Well, Leopard just watched them miserably with his empty tummy rumbling. Finally, all the animals reached the middle of the forest and Lion let out a loud roar for everyone to form a circle. Everyone gathered around. And then the dancing continued. Leopard hung back, hanging his head low. He was feeling too grumpy to join in. The earthy smell of roasted yams suddenly drifted towards him. He sniffed. Ooh, those yams for the feast must be nearby, he thought. And he was so hungry, he couldn't help himself and decided to go and take a look. No one noticed Leopard wander off into the forest with his nose in the air. His brown fur blended into the trees and he followed the scent of sweet roasted yams. He sniffed and he sniffed along the ground until he came across the roots of a giant fig tree. Piled up high at the foot of the tree were the roasted yams for the harvest feast. There were so many yams and they smelled delicious. Leopard licked his lips hungrily. He couldn't resist taking one to eat. No one will miss one he thought hungrily, looking around to see if anyone was watching. He grabbed one of the yams between his jaws and crunched into it. It was so delicious, he couldn't help himself. I'll just have one more, he thought. This one was even more tasty than before. There's so many yams here, no one will miss a few, he thought. And before he knew it, Leopard was crunching and munching and gobbling until he had swallowed every single yam and his tummy was nice and full.
Leopard stared in horror at the empty space on the ground, which had just been full of yams. He felt very guilty, but it was too late. He'd eaten them all. The yams were all gone. He was too ashamed to tell anyone what he had done, so he quickly and quietly joined the other animals and pretended that he'd been watching the dance. Soon the dancing came to an end and it was time to relax and share in the harvested yams. Lion strutted off to the feasting area and then frowned when he saw that it was empty of yams. He wondered if perhaps he was looking in the wrong spot. But he couldn't see any yams anywhere. So he asked Zebra for help. Zebra, where did you put all of the yams? I thought your herd had carried them here. Well, Zebra scowled. Of course we did. They are in the clearing behind the trees, where we were dancing. Zebra entered the place where the yams had been piled and saw that it was empty. She spun around in anger and began to bark loudly. Her fellow zebras came to see what was the matter. They all stared in disbelief. Someone must have taken them. They looked around and Lion let out a loud roar which bellowed through the canopy of trees. Arrgh! Who has eaten all of our yams, he cried. Which one of you has done this? All of the animals stared blankly at each other, just shaking their heads. They had no idea. Leopard skulked around and just blended into the undergrowth of the forest with his chestnut-brown fur. He was hiding in plain sight, hoping that no one would see how guilty he looked. Everybody looked suspiciously at each other, wondering if they were the thief. Well, I definitely didn't eat the yams. I helped to roast them, huffed the zebra. Well, we were busy dancing, screeched the monkeys. I was dancing too, said Elephant. Me too, snarled Hyena. And me, hissed Snake. Well, somebody wasn't dancing, growled Lion. Leopard was starting to feel a little bit sick. He cleared his throat to get everybody's attention. <clears throat> Everyone stopped to look at him. Yes, what do you want to say, said Lion. Well... Well, said Leopard, stuttering, what's done is done. Let's just carry on dancing. Lion was shocked. Somebody is lying, growled Lion, and I'm going to find out who. Leopard shrank back in fear. He was scared of Lion's anger, and he knew that he should admit what he had done. He just hoped that he wouldn't be found out. Lion continued. We are all going to take part in the fire test to see who is lying. Most of the animals nodded enthusiastically. This was a well-known test among them. Lion reminded them of how it would work. We will dig a small fire pit in the ground. Everyone will take turns to jump over it. Whoever is telling the truth will cross safely over the fire, but whoever is lying will be so full of guilt and yams that they will just fall into the fire pit. That is how we will find the thief. All of the animals lined up behind each other, feeling quite excited at the change of events. Hippopotamus went first. Hippo is so big and heavy, she might just fall into the pit anyway, 
Leopard secretly hoped. Hippopotamus took a deep breath and trotted over to the fire pit, letting her stumpy legs fly through the air. She landed heavily on the other side and everyone cheered. Next it was the turn of the zebras. They shook their long black manes, limbered up their spiny legs and they galloped at top speed towards the fire. They stretched their legs out like leaping ballerinas and everyone admired how graceful they looked. The monkeys lined up next. They were giggling and swinging their tails and singing loudly. One by one, they sprang up high and flew over the fire with their tails curling behind them. When it was Lion's turn, he took his time, strolling proudly up to the pit. He wanted to show off his jumping skills. He stopped right before the fire, leaned backwards onto his legs and then did a somersault right over the flames. He landed on all fours as if he was used to doing this every day. All the animals flew swiftly over the flickering flames. Leopard was the last to jump. He could feel all the yams heavy in his tummy. He began to nervously sing, hoping to pluck up enough courage. He finished his chorus and then he sang again. The other animals started to wonder why he was taking so long. Do you need some help, Leopard? One of the birds asked. Let's all sing and help you. And so they began to, to shout. Jump, Leopard, jump! Jump, Leopard, jump! Can you do this with me? Jump, leopard, jump. Jump, leopard, jump. Leopard's stomach felt heavier and heavier from all of the yams he had eaten. He stared at the flames of fire and then finally ran as fast as he could. He closed his eyes and tried to lift his body into the air. He stretched out over the flames, but his tummy was too full and he landed straight in the fire and quickly fell out onto the ground. He rolled around on the grass, but it was too late. His fur had been burned off in patches, and now he had dark spots all over his beautiful chestnut fur. You are the thief, shouted Lion. The jackal howled, the hyena screamed, elephant hooted, snake hissed, and the baboons barked. Everyone was cross. Poor Leopard hung his head low and stared at the ground. I'm really very sorry for eating all of those yams, he said. I just couldn't help myself. You did help yourself, cried Hippopotamus, feeling quite secretly smug. Leopard was so ashamed at what he had done. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. I knew you would be angry and I didn't want to be punished, he said. Yes, we are angry, agreed Lion but it is better to be punished for telling the truth than to be rewarded for telling lies. The animals decided not to punish the leopard. His brown fur was now marked with spots forever. And that is why the leopard still has spots today, as a reminder of his greedy behaviour. Quick crack. And that was that. Thank you for that story, Wendy, and thank you for listening. Poor old leopard. Have you ever eaten a bit too enthusiastically and regretted how much you ate afterwards? 
I know I have. I wonder if you'd have forgiven Leopard if you were at that harvest feast and he'd eaten all the food for the party. You can find that story, and more like it, in Wendy's book, African and Caribbean Tales, Myths and Legends, published by Scholastic. Perhaps you'd like to draw a picture of leopards sniffing the yams piled high at the foot of the tree. You could enter it for our birthday colouring competition, which ends on October the 5th. You can find more details about that on our Facebook page. Ooh, and there are fun facts about leopards in our Owlet Letter this week. And now... It's time to have a dip into my bag of happies and say a big thank you to some kind owlets who've hopped into our nest and joined the Owlets Club. We're flying first to North Carolina in the US to say hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo to Owlet Jack, who is about to turn eight. A lovely age, Jack. Lucky you. Jack likes scary stories the best, and would like to request another Baba Yaga story. Noted, Jack. I will try to get Baba Yaga to swoop down and pay us a visit for Halloween. Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo, hoo. And hello to super great fans in Washington, D.C. in the U.S. Conrad, who is nine, and Ida, who is six. Conrad's favourite story is Anansi and Tiger Fat. And Ida's favourite is Stickwoman. And Mum Goshka's favourite stories are the Baba Yaga stories, which her mum from Poland told her when she was a young girl. Great, Goshka, that you can now enjoy telling them with your kids. And hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo to Owlet and superfan Oggy from Mexico City in Mexico. I hope you're enjoying the bonus stories, Oggy. And hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo to Owlet Bruno from Vancouver in Canada, who is also living in Mexico in Yucatan with his mum, grandma and great-grandma. Bruno's current favourite story is Wild Jack and the Two-Headed Giant. And he's been practising the song on his harmonica. Go for it, Bruno. And hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo and hello to new subscribers from Denmark. Etta Frieda, who is eight, and Rufus, who is four. They listen on the daily school run. And Etta's favourite story is Strawberries in Winter. And Rufus loves all the Anansi stories. Good choices. And welcome all of you to the club. I hope you enjoy the bonus stories, scary stories and the owlet letters. If you'd like to join the club, look on our website and click on the Patreon or Apple link. Now, lots of you have been pulling out your paints and crayons and sending us some very lovely story pictures. Here's just a few of my picks for this week. Thanks to Amelia, who is five and has been listening to Super Great Kids stories since she was two. She loves all the stories and has never missed one. Wow! That's dedication, Amelia. She's also drawn us two fun pictures of the bilingual mouse and how the phoenix got its bright feathers. Thank you, Amelia. And Aya, who has just turned six this week, has sent us a great picture of the dancing birch tree. 
I really like the tree looking so happy waving its branches around and the little roots which make it seem as if it's dancing on tiptoes. A magical picture of a magical story. Thank you. And a super great picture by Jack, who is eight, who's drawn a very entertaining picture of a Nancy waving all his spidery arms and legs around with his curly hair and cheeky face. And Aoife, who is five and lives in County Cork in Ireland, is also an Anansi fan. She's drawn a lovely story of Anansi and the party. Hope you're enjoying your new school, Aoife. Well done for writing your name so clearly. And thank you to Rosalind, who is four, from Washington, D.C. in the U.S., who sent us a lovely picture of a giraffe. Rosalind says she likes all the animal stories. Thank you very much for sending that, Rosalind. If you'd like to see some of these super great drawings or send us your picture of this week's story, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. That's it for this week. Keep telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.